Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part six of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 38 called The Lord Answers Job. many of you saw the movie Togo? You should watch this movie. If you're a dog person, you got to watch this movie. So the dog was a rebel, and he was constantly being kind of locked into places, and he'd always break out and find his owner and find the sled, and he wanted to run, and finally he became the lead dog for this Alaskan dog sled, and this dog was unstoppable. It would just keep going and pulling the sled. And in the story, actual, actually based on a true story, the town needs medicine for kids that have this illness. And the weather's so bad that they can't fly a plane and they can't do anything. I think it's in the early 1900s. And so this dog sled, uh, this guy that won all these races, he takes his dogs in, on really an impossible journey to try to get this medicine to these kids before they perish. And it's all about this journey led by this, this lead dog. And one incredible scene is to kind of cut the time short, he crosses an ocean. And the ocean has been frozen over, but it's starting to break up. And there's some harrowing moments in the film where the sled has to make it over the cracked um, uh, ice as, the, as it's opening up. It's just like a, it's an incredibly powerful scene. And this is the power that's behind some of this language, the power of water. Water is a miracle. God is the father of it. He has begotten it. It comes from his womb using poetic imagery of parenting. That's the frost of heaven. He gives it birth. Water becomes hard like a stone. It's because he designed it to be so. The surface of the deep, incredibly, even oceans become imprisoned by ice. One writer said, this has been called a beautiful interlude, a poetic vignette of sheer lyrical uh, delight. The imagery and origins is beautiful and intimate. God says, I am the parent of water and ice and snow. Now, think with me, students of of the Bible. Um, what do you think God might be trying to convey to Job in the question? Have you considered the water? Have you considered the snow? Have you considered who its father is? Have you considered who its parent is? Can I submit to you? that I think Job has been wondering in his calamity, does God love me? Is God my father? Is he my creator? And if so, why all this disaster that's come my way? We have been taught, based upon scripture, to cry, Abba, Father. We've been taught to pray by Jesus, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But through Job's calamity, not only does Job wonder if he's God's child, he believes that he has become God's enemy. And God, using the rhetorical device of questions and creation power, I think may be implying, this is my personal take, Job, I am your father. I begat you. I love you. As a father shows compassion on his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, Psalm 103, 
13 and 14, he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Sometimes when I'm whining and complaining, whether out loud or in my heart or mind, I sometimes wonder why God puts up on me, with me. Anybody else feel that way sometimes? Oh Lord, here I go again. And if you've ever found yourself in a negative season, where you can turn just about everything around for a negative thought. Anybody been stuck in a season of stinking thinking? Oh, I know, but there's something underneath that's terrible about this. I just know it. <laughs> something terrible's coming. Something terrible is going to happen. Everything's terrible, right? And sometimes we get overwhelmed by things that are happening in our lives or around us, and we find ourselves kind of going into that mode where now we wonder if God has set his target sights on us. That's what Job was thinking. Job began to look at the world and everything in it, and he was like, does God just use all this stuff for, for my calamity, wind and all this stuff? Well, God is the originer, originator and creator of the elements. He is their father. He is Job's father, and he is your father. He gives snow like wool, Psalm 147, 16. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts forth his ice as fragments. Who can stand before his cold? He sends forth his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters to flow. He declares his words to Jacob, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any nation. And as for his ordinances, they have not known them. Praise the Lord, Psalm 147, 16 through 20. What's the point? Well, Israel could stand back and look at their history and go, well, we've had good times. We've had the reign of David and Solomon and you know, the majesty of, the, of Israel when it was at its heights and Solomon's wisdom was being sought by people from all over the world. But Israel's had some lows, some real severe lows. And it could cause someone in Israel to say something like, are we really God's covenant people? Is this what it means to be a covenant in covenant with the Almighty? Right? And Job, you know, remember early in the book, he would wake up early, make sacrifices just in case his children did something wrong. This is his question. And within God's question is the answer. Job, I love you. I didn't make the snow in my image. I didn't make the ice in my image. I didn't make the birds in my image or the bears in my image or the angels in my image. I made you in my image. See, God is the creator of all things. And as we are looking up to the rain, God asks to Job, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Constellations here. Can you lead forth a constellation? If you have an ESV, it says Maseroth. We'll come back to that. In its season and guide the bear with her satellites. Do you know the ordinances of the heavens or fix their rule over the earth? Now, what I did in my notes is I began to underline uh, some action words. Bind the chains, 31. Loose the cords. Lead forth a constellation, 32. Guide the bear, the ordinances of the heavens, the rule in 33. 
you've uh, all heard this idea of, the, uh, of binding and loosing, right? And in some circles, the idea of binding and loosing, people think it's a way you can pray where you can bind things and loose things. But in Matthew 18, Jesus was talking about church discipline and how God will ratify in heaven a decision that we make on the earth if you look closely at Matthew 18. But Jesus also talks about binding the strong man and uh, images like this, this idea of binding and loosing. Look at the language again. Can you bind the chains here of constellations or stars or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead them forth? Can you guide them? Here's the idea. Job believes that the world's gone mad and he's wondering, is God really in control? Because things have been bound and loosed in Job's life. Remember, Job had a great life. He was an extremely wealthy and prosperous man with a big family, lots of joy, lots of happiness, lots of parties, lots of produce. And now everything, you could say, has been loosed. All hell's been loosed against him. And as God gets Job to look up at the stars, he says, in essence, to Job, even though things look out of, your contr- uh, out of control in your life, I'm the one ultimately who's loosed and bound. Now, some people struggle with God's sovereignty as it relates to the problem of evil, but there's security in God's sovereignty. Because if I know that something comes into my life if it does come into my life, it is first passed through the filter of God's love and good, then at least I know that even if I don't get it, even if I don't understand it, even if I am presently suffering, even if I am struggling, I know ultimately for some reason, even if I don't learn it this side of heaven, God has allowed it into my life through his grace and love. In other words, he's still running the universe. He's still commanding the stars. He's still binding and loosing things. Now think with me, students of the Bible. In Scripture, Job 38, 7 says that the stars, the sons of God, sing together when God made everything. And and sometimes stars are uh, a symbol of an angel. Okay, at the beginning of the book, so angels are sometimes compared uh, to stars. At the beginning of the book, what star was loosed against Job? Satan. And if, see, Job doesn't know what happened in the heavens in the conversation, right? All he knows is he's been pummeled. (laughs) But the behind the scenes look tells us that God initiated Job. He brought Job up in the presence of, of Satan or the Satan. And then when Satan asked permission, God says, now you can do this much, but you cannot take his life. As Job considers the stars that God calls every one of them by name, underneath the question is that God has loosed and bound things in Job's life. I will tell you, I do not understand it. I don't fully understand the angles of the problem of evil. But my Bible tells me that God is sovereign. And God's going to get me to the finish line. Amen? So write this down for your notes. Revelation 9, 1 through 11 gives this scene of the the bottomless pit and there's an angel over the pit and that angel is summoned to release uh, the spirits, if you will, that come out of the pit and they're used in the end time scenario. And God is even sovereign over that. 
It's God allowing something to happen in His timing. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Pastor Michael Lance and the Walk in Truth team would like to invite you to our next 633 event, One Nation Under God, How America's Christian Heritage Shaped Our Country, with guest Lenny Esposito, president of Come Reason Ministries. At this free event, we will explore how Christianity played an essential role in shaping this country and how the current push toward a post-Christian culture will mean a fundamentally different America. One Nation Under God will be on July 11th at 6.33 p.m. at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Or you can watch online on our YouTube channel. Learn more about 633's One Nation Under God when you visit walkintruth.com and click on events or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. I will tell you, I do not understand it. I don't fully understand the angles of the problem of evil, but my Bible tells me that God is sovereign and God's gonna get me to the finish line. Amen? So write this down for your notes. Revelation 9, 1 through 11 gives this scene of the, the bottomless pit and there's an angel over the pit And that angel is summoned to release uh, the spirits, if you will, that come out of the pit and they're used in the end time scenario. And God is even sovereign over that. It's God allowing something to happen in his timing. So I think it's good for us to look up when things are going uh, on a downward path in our lives. I think God is saying, look up. Can you lift up your voice to the clouds 34? This is our final section so that an abundance of water may cover you. We're going back now to water, 35. Can you send forth lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are, does lightning do your bidding? Can you imagine if lightning lined up in the morning and said, what do you want us to do today? What do you want us to do? Send me flying at something, please. All right, let's see. (laughs) Here I am, Lord, says the lightning bolt. Send me. Wow, would that be pretty cool to have that kind of control just for a couple hours? It's a couple lightning bolts. I think I'd send a few areas. <laughs> just kidding, sort of. Anyway. <laughs> Who has put wisdom in the innermost being? Some scholars believe 36 uh, could have uh, the underlying idea of understanding rain because of the verses uh, it's surrounded by. Who has put wisdom in the innermost being or has given understanding to the mind? Let's take it at its base level. You ever thought about thinking? You're thinking about it right now, aren't you? Isn't the idea of thought an interesting thing to think about? Why do you have the ability to think? Why can you reason? 
Well, because God allowed you to. Because God gave you a mind. And reasoning faculties and capacities and the ability to learn and grow and take in new ideas and concepts. In fact, uh, somewhere deep in our brain, from what I understand of science, we really technically never forget anything. We just have to find ways to go and get it. And I struggle with that particular idea. The ladle, you know, just scooping it up sometimes. It's like. But think for a moment. God allowed you to think. I remember Pastor Mel some years ago said they were praying before a meal and his child was praying as one of those children's prayers that are always so precious. And hey, God, and I thank you for the parks and the napkins and I want to thank you for taste buds in Jesus' name. See, God didn't have to give us taste buds. He could have just had it so that we just go to a fill-up station and we just get the fuel that we need, but we get to taste food. <laughs> Anybody excited about that? I am. Especially Italian dishes. Oh, yes. Who can count the clouds by wisdom or tip the water jars of the heavens? Remember, it's poetic language. When the dust hardens into a mass and the clods stick together. Now we're stopping at verse 38. A few thoughts about thought. Think for a moment about thought. It's deep, isn't it? The fact that we can think and reason is a miracle. And in fact, in fact, you know, thinking about the human capacity of thought and the brilliance that's come out of the human mind and to think that that mind designed by God is nowhere near the mind and capacity of God's mind. Whew. It's heavy. Job, perhaps if you know, then you could figure out your current trial, if you knew how the clouds worked, how the heavens pour down water, etc., how the constellations are guided, etc. So the issue here ultimately comes down to who's in control. The rhetorical questions allow Job and us to think deeply about life. Verse 38 talks about the clods of dirt or of mud. Two ways to see this. They may be the result of the rainfall or the hard, dry clods of the earth that show the desperate need for rainfall. This one writer says, the parallel with the covenant curses in Deuteronomy 28, in which hardened earth is a sign of drought, su suggests the latter. It suggests spiritual dryness, parched, without water. If you've ever been in your backyard during the heat of summer, and if you've tried to work on corona dirt, you may have left your shovel in the dirt because there's more rocks than dirt. You're like, <laughs> right? The dirt can be so hard. And you know, if the rain comes and moistens that dirt, it's much easier to work with the ground and pull weeds and all that kind of stuff. And so here's, here's the connection, I think, and this is the final thought. I think if the Deuteronomy 28 connection of the dry ground and the covenant is the setting, then Job may be saying something like this. Oh Lord, are we still in a covenant? Do you still love me? Am I still your son? Did I do something to break the covenant? 
See, all throughout the book, Job's been asking, did I do something wrong? What did I do? Could you tell me what I did? Could you give me a written piece of paper with the charges? This is what he's been saying all along. And it's been silent so far. And Job's wondering, are we not in covenant anymore? And, and usually, you know, when we're going through something difficult, let's face it, we all, even though we don't want to do it, we usually do something like this. Some form of, what did I do? to deserve this. Does God still love me? Why this evil calamity in my life, around me, I don't understand. And God, I think, is saying, Job, I'm about to let it rain in your life. And I'm not talking about a negative rain. I'm talking about a rain of growth because if you've been with us, you know the end of the book, God God does what? He restores Job and everything in his life. And he gets, Job gets more at the end than he had in the beginning. And he lives a long, healthy, happy life. And he dies at a fruitful old age. But right now, in the midst of his trial, he doesn't get it. And maybe if we could read, read between the lines and steal the, the lyrics from the song, Job might be saying, Lord, when's it gonna rain? Let it rain. Would you open the floodgates of heaven? Everything in my life is dry. My body's dry. I feel like I'm in a spiritual drought. I feel like my land, my family, my heart, my life, everything is dried up. Is your water coming again? Is it going to rain again? And God says, I am going to bring the rain. And you will find growth and beauty and hope again. You've been listening to The Lord Answers Job, Part 6 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 38. If you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to connect with our listeners. That means you. So you can email or send Pastor Michael and the team a letter. We love to get mail. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But our email address is contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. Are you ready? You can write Pastor Michael at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Once again, that's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we've gone through Job 38, and here's the bottom line. God's the creator, sustainer, judge, but he's also the savior. And he's good. And he's going to ask Job 77 questions. It's time for God to ask some of his own questions, right? And, you know, Job now is on the witness stand, so to speak. And when God begins to ask questions, boy, I'll tell you, the Bible all of a sudden starts reading us instead of us reading it, if you know what I'm saying. We begin to say, Lord, let your word be a searchlight into my heart. Maybe I don't have it all figured out. (laughs) And that's good. And you may say, well, I'm a little confused about my faith right now. Well, you don't have to have every single answer, but find your answers in the person of Christ. You know why I sleep relatively well every night, my pillow soft? Because I found my answers in the gospel. 
There's a lot of other things to tackle and wrestle through, of course. But ultimately, God's love is on display at the cross. And that is where my soul finds its anchor in the person of Christ. His finished work is triumphant resurrection. The fact that he loves me and he will love me till the end. So good. Well, this is Walk in Truth and this is Pastor Michael Lanson. Hey, if you have some questions about the book of Job or you're just going through something tough, maybe you have some doubts, maybe you just need some prayer. There are pastors available Tuesday through Friday, Pacific time, 9 to 4 p.m., 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. You can call that number and we'd be happy to pray with you. There's pastors here every day and they'd be happy to talk with you, hear you out, and pray for you. You can call 844-48-TRUTH. Now have a great weekend. Make sure you get into fellowship and I pray the Lord will richly bless you. He'll do above and beyond what you could ask or imagine. Keep leaning into him and he will be faithful to see you through. Press on, brethren, and have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. God bless. And just a reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. So please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday on the station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 40 called, I Lay My Hand on My Mouth. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.